Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning and it's, welcome. It's, it's, it's oh, not morning. Up. I can't it's help not it. morning. Good. It's nondescript time of the day on Friday. Welcome to City Talk. Today go. is a great day. It is Friday once again. The weeks are going faster and faster, but it's a beautiful Quickly Friday. Quickly go the years. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset, right? You know the you know it's what my, it is. It's one of my favorites. It is. One of my absolute favorites. That movie is just my favorite. <laughs> hey, you get off the roof. Stop fiddling around up there. <laughs> love that. Love that movie. Yeah, it's going to be 93 degrees today. It's going to be very hot today, but you know what's really funny? About a month ago we were talking about how cold it was and I kept saying, "You just wait. You just wait. We know what's coming." So, um, again, another great Friday here in beautiful downtown New Bern. Uh, we've got a great, great show for you today. And, and what the show's really about today is Memorial Day and its true meaning. You know, we everybody just thinks of it start to summer. Let's take a day off. And I'm going to start off with these words, but I, I'm going to shift gears for a minute before we introduce our guests. But I saw this post and I thought it was very um very telling, at least to me. It said that arms for arm. Horses Day is about the men in their uniforms. And Veterans Day is about um, men and women who hung up their uniforms. But Memorial Day is about the men and women who never got out of their uniforms. I love it. I really think that that's what we're going to be talking about today. But as I take a sidestep, I can't help but... um, speak to um, a recent loss in our community, community, a devastating loss to so many people, and that is this week we learned of the death of Megan McGarvey. Megan was just, uh, she was the marketing and PR um, executive for Craven or Carolina East uh, or Craven Regional, how you ever want to call it. She was an amazing, amazing woman, and, you know, really I got to know a different side of her through my work with the Purple Heart Committee. Um, and her dad was uh, MIA Vietnam War and never was found. And uh, she was a, a small child when he went missing. And yet she carried that torch for, um, you know, POWs and MIAs. And we honored her at the Purple Heart She must have been young. Ceremony. Um, you know, I, I don't really know her age, but it doesn't matter. It was her her life experience. And recently, when we had the Vietnam Wall here, what, in April? Yeah, in April, yeah, the days go by. Uh, you know, she was there with some of her family members and saw her dad's name on the wall. So um, it's a real tragedy that we have lost this wonderful, fine woman. And I just, my deepest sympathies go out to her and her family um, her memorial service will be in Havelock on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. But I just wanted to take a minute to just remember her and reflect on her because we are talking a little bit about Memorial Day. And her dad is certainly one of those who never got out of his uniform, but that we honor and we think about this this week. So, again, my condolences. You remember back in, back in the day when the, when the Vietnam vets, I mean, in the Vietnam War and, and people were, you know, they do the, the death count at night on the, on the nightly news. And then... They, Were you they, old enough to remember that? Yeah, I remember Mari McGoldrick. Mari McGoldrick. Because you know, dad, I was his, I was in uh, I was in high school then. Yeah, Mari McGoldrick. Her dad was, was MIA, and we all wore the bands around our wrists. Oh yeah. That said uh, Lieutenant M- McGoldrick on it. And I remember so, that because Mari was like the cutest second grader there was. 
No, I was in high school, and it was uh, it was very, very, very interesting how all that went down. And um, I'm so glad to know what I know today. But anyway, we've got a great show today. You don't want to miss this, and we I'm not going to. We certainly want you to be commenting and talking to us. But um, we have. Two great people were here with us, three great people here with us today to talk about this this true meaning. And I'm so glad because um, I hope, Daddy, I hope you're listening there in New York. I know it's a little early for you. But what, he, what part of New loves, York would that be? He loves to uh, come, come down. Harrison, New York. Harrison. Where my father is, and I have to shout out for him, he is the commander of the VFW. He in, in Harrison, New York, 90 years young and uh, still moving and grooving. And on Monday, he will be in position to give honor to um, to our uh, service people, men and women who have lost their lives in memorializing them. And it's a very important day for him. And uh, he loves to awesome. tell that story. So I want to welcome our VFW Post 2514 adjutant. Is that how you pronounce yes. that? Adjutant. Adjutant Bobby Edwards. And we also have our American Legion Post 24 Commander, Ken Dempsey. Glad also to have of you. the Rotary Club. And, uh, yes. And, of course, our great friend, Garrett Biss, uh, Marine Corps, right? That's right, yes. Hoorah. <laughs> My father loves Marines. And um, great experience. And we also want to extend our deepest sympathies and your loss of your dad. It's never easy to lose a parent. Yeah. I don't care. Who they are, where they are, what their age is. You know, my mother died very young. She was 53, and um, I'm still not over it. So I just know how that that is. So we're very sorry. I'm better as well. He was. Yeah, Yeah. and service. So, gentlemen, welcome to City Talk. We're so glad to have you today. Let me start with you, Bobby, and and let's talk a little bit about the real meaning of Memorial Day. It's more than just us getting the day off on Monday, isn't it? It really is. Uh, Actually, Memorial Day uh, got its beginning uh, right after the Civil War. And we had uh, General John Logan and his wife Mary, who were in Petersburg, Virginia. You have to think back to what was happening uh, in the 1860s. Sabrina was very young at that time. Well, <laughs> she probably has some family that could have been involved in it. So. No, they all came from Italy, so they, were, they weren't here. <laughs> but anyway... Um, For an example, we probably have 30 million uh, uh, Southerners who descended from Confederates and probably another 75, 90 million who descended from Union veterans. Uh, 260,000 Confederates uh, lost their lives. 370,000 Union veterans lost their lives. Men were buried on the battlefield like the missing in action and the loss on the battlefield. Uh, the burial parties were quick and fast and shallow in the dirt. Um, after the war in 1866, uh, they began to recover the bodies off the battlefield, bring them back to a cemetery. And these cemeteries will become national cemeteries like New Bern and uh, Cold Harbor and uh, Arlington. Harrison and Arlington. Arlington is a cemetery that Montgomery Meigs' son, who killed, was killed in an action against um, um, con- Confederate cavalry out in the western part of Virginia, brought him back to Lee's mansion, Lee, Robert E. Lee's home, and buried him in the backyard. And that becomes the genesis, the beginning of a national cemetery. That's the Ar- genesis of Arlington National Cemetery? Yes, Montgomery Meigs, who is the quartermaster of the Union Army, uh, takes his son and buries his son 
uh, in the grounds of Robert E. Lee. He did it from, I've got to show the Southerners that this war is not right. And so he buries his son uh, in the uh, backyard of uh, Lee's mansion. So in the uh, tour of General John Logan and Mary Logan uh, there in Petersburg, uh, there is a recovery project going underway. There at Blandford Church, there are mass graves uh, by the state of the southern states, uh, Texas and North Carolina. Uh, they're marked just by a single monument, a North Carolina monument or a Texas monument or a Georgia monument. There are buried 30,000 Confederate men, soldiers, who lost their lives in and around Petersburg. Petersburg battle around Richmond and, and uh Petersburg go on for close to 10 months, almost a whole year of uh, major battles in which in some battles in a period of 30 minutes, Grant would lose 7,000 men, 7,000 men in a period of 30 minutes. That's like D-Day happening in a a 30-minute time cycle, the viciousness of the war. The battlefields were just awesome. So the beginnings of their visit there in Petersburg. They saw the flowers being, at springtime, being brought in and, and laid on the graves, and ceremonies were held by the ladies of the, of the burial societies. The Confederates could not organize. They could not parade. They could not march. It took the ladies of the auxiliary units of the burial societies to have these events. Mary Logan was terribly impressed with these events. So she uh, encouraged her her husband, uh, General Logan, to issue a general order. So in 1868, three years after the Civil War, uh, General Logan would issue an order for the cities, towns, and hamlets all across the country that had uh, soldiers that were lost in the war to honor him with a Memorial Day. And it signified that day to be May 30th, which became uh, the regular national holiday, May 30th, until about 1968. I, I did not know any of yes. that. Yeah, no, and I knew that, and this is kind of, well, Memorial Day this year will be May 31st, right? Yes, it will be. It's closest as it's been in a long time. In in, in 1968, when I was in uh, Vietnam, uh, they took uh, uh, the beginning Monday, or last Monday of the month of May, to make that the Memorial Day. So the last Monday, which is May 31st this year, but uh, typically uh, Memorial Day in which was originally called Decoration Day. Yes. Now, why was it called Declaration Day? Hold on. It's making my brain. (laughs) Why was it called Declaration Day? Because of the uh, massive amount of spring flowers that were available to put on the graves. Oh, Decoration, not Declaration. Decoration Decoration Day. Decoration, all right. Well, it's just like my grandmother for years. She never, she called it Armistice Day. We never had, you know. I I think there actually is an Armistice Day on a different day. Well, November 11th was Armistice Day. It's called Veterans Day Day now. 11, 11, 11, 11. Yeah, it was was called Armistice Day, and she always referred to it as that. Well, it happened to have been her birthday, too. So she would tell me she was born on Armistice Day. I said, okay, whatever. (laughs) And her Italian, you know, good broken English. Mamma mia. (laughs) 
so we, we, we understand that, you know, it's really an important holiday, that it, it's, it's about the sacrifices that we've made. And I think, and of course, this is me personally, Sabrina Van Gogh, now more than ever, in any time in our, our past history, today, this time, it's more important that we reflect on the sacrifices. I, I think reflection is the most important word, and we have to reflect on our history. Our purpose in life is to be able to remember those who gave their lives and sacrificed to this country. Right. Their name is the most important thing that we can work with, right. their service to the country, the, the uh, sacrifice that they endured, uh, the giving of their life to a cause for, for the uh, freedom of, of their fellow uh, members of society is important to us to make sure that uh, we are a free nation, that we are, uh, again, free to be able to do what we want to do. And that sacrifice that so many veterans uh, laid their lives down uh, through the wars, but uh, almost immediately after uh, this the Civil War, you've got the Spanish-American War, you've got World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, uh, Vietnam War, and all of the wars we had in expeditionary issues in Iraq and Afghanistan. And um, so we have to remember everybody in every one of those wars, everywhere they go, everywhere that they are involved in, every time that, whether it's on a ship or a plane, uh, an aircraft, uh, April 15th, 1969, was shot down with 31 Navy guys. Uh, I honor those guys because I knew them in Vietnam. They were they were right beside me. I saw them almost every day. They had brown shoes on. We had black shoes. And uh, that's how I remember them. They were, they were Navy guys. They are Marines. And um, they were doing the same mission that we were doing. Um, we were just there doing our job, and all of a sudden— uh, they're doing another mission up on the Sea of Japan, and two North Korean MiGs come in and shoot them down. Uh, it is a, it's a tragedy. We have to remember those men in uniform who gave their lives in the defense of this country and uh, to supporting our rights and causes. Back to that, I'll say freedom is not free. We no, it isn't. There's Let me ask you something. Just when when General Logan back going back to General Logan. Okay. Now we're we're there. It's uh, 1868, and is and is is that is he honoring both? Is was he honoring both the Southerners and the Northerners in that? Or because we were a unified country. Oh, back actually, after I mean, well, I, I I just was trying to get the history of it down. Well, uh, th that's um. It's a mixed history because the uh, the Confederates would s celebrate uh, their uh, memorial days on different days. For an example, uh, uh, in North Carolina, it was a different day than May 30th, and uh, they had uh, each state would uh, declare an official day. But the uh, Confederates were buried in typically private cemeteries, and the Union veterans were when they were. In Virginia and, and all of the other states that they died in, they were brought together and buried in a in a national cemetery. Okay. So, I, so if you think about here in Newburn, it's a good point. I didn't think about it. So at the national cemetery, you've got the Massachusetts Regiment and sure, the Ohio sure. Regiment, but yet the, there's a Confederate monument in Cedar Grove, and that mm -hmm. was probably 
that's that exactly right. So there was the separation right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, interesting. I never thought about that, but well, no, that's why when he was talking about yeah. Logan you and his wife, you could go right into yeah. the middle of Cedar Grove in that. Well, to think of sixty or seventy million uh, Americans today who've had ancestors who were lost on battlefields. They didn't know where they were, never knew where they were buried, never knew what happened to them, cared for them, loved them, and had that feeling of unknowing. It's like the missing in action in Vietnam. On the fields of someplace in Laos or Cambodia or in uh, special missions and raids up in North Vietnam, where are they Mm. and what's happened to them? Uh, Matter of fact, uh, one of the fellows that got my orders that I'd volunteered for uh, was flying missions in uh, Laos and Cambodia, and they called in strikes for B-52s. It was uh, very special top-secret missions, and uh, they were flying low, flying missions in C-47s and doing electronic intercepts of North Vietnamese uh, regimental headquarters and uh, f- getting fixes on where they were. And when they got a fix on uh, North Vietnamese uh, regimental headquarters, they would uh, call in a B-52 strike. But uh, uh, they were shot down in Laos. And his son, um, almost 50 years later, would go to Laos and find the remains of his father that passion, that anger, that uh, frustration, uh, thirst of knowing where are your parents your and trying ones, to recover yeah. them, that's part of uh, what Memorial Day is. It's uh, honoring honoring those who gave their lives. And Ken, part I'm going to let Ken jump in here. Well, yeah, no, Ken, but it's it's also part of part of what you know, Garrett will tell you. It's like, fortunately, I was in in 1982, and ours was Grenada. <laughs> And there was people got you know, sunburns, so we we didn't have to we didn't really have to deal with the stuff that you know your generation or Garrett's generation or a lot. But part of it is knowing Marines are not going to leave somebody on that battlefield; they're going to go back and get them. Yes, nobody's left true. behind them. When you go in there, you're going to go. All right, I might get shot dead or whatever, but you're going to drag me home, and my and I'm, my 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 family's going to going to bury me and remember me. Ken. You're up. Yeah. Our post is uh, very concerned with suicides right now. Um, And we, I was really amazed when I took over the post that Ned told me we had over 300 members. Uh, We barely have a man in every chair when we have a meeting. Um, One of the things that I want us to take as a post is start with the post. Get to know these people. Find out. There's a lot of knowledge. He talked about the knowledge that these men have. Get out there. Talk to these people. Meet your members. We, we need to meet the members in our post. And from there, we go into Newburn and meet the veterans. Really Find out what they got to share and, and find out why we're having this unnecessary suicide. Where's this coming from? What do these men need? I, I'm not saying that it's being swept under the carpet, but there's way too many suicides. Total, totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, I, you know, I have to stop and shout out to our good friend, uh, Chief Bobby Astor. He's saying good morning to us. Good morning, Chief Alderman Bobby Astor. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. A great fan of ours. By the way, did you know it's uh, Memorial oh, Day and it's also Hug Bobby Astor Day? <laughs> 
So if you if you want to just sneak up, again. if you want to just sneak up behind Bobby Astor and surprise him with a great big hug, he loves that sort of thing. And you know, going back to suicide, we don't realize you know that that is a part of a sacrifice. They might not have been killed on the battlefield, but they carry the wounds of, of wounds. the battle of the battlefield. Mm. And so, um, and, and you know, the interesting thing, and I'm just reflecting on my own personal, um, you know, experience, but, you know, growing up, my dad, you know, I knew he was a Marine, I knew he was in Korea, but he never talked about it, ever, never heard about what happened, really everything. But in the last, I would say, 15 years, that's all he talks about. He got shot twice, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has two Purple Hearts, and, um, you know, it was a terrible thing, it was saving his two friends that he hmm. went into service with and um, you know they were they stepped or he stepped on a grenade or stepped on a landmine I guess and part of his foot was blown off but he was trying to Your get dad? to them yeah he was trying to get to them to yeah. um, to save them they both you know were deceased at that point but you're right you don't leave anybody on the field that's why he was in Pusan and you know he was at Heartbreak Ridge and um, but I never knew this until the last about 15 years, and he started talking about it. And I think that's the problem. They come back from war, and they keep it inside all these keep years. It and, it, and, it, yeah. and it's just as dangerous as being shot on that battlefield. Mm. So is, is, Memorial Day, is Memorial Day a good opportunity to, I mean, we're, we're remembering the, the fallen. We're remembering what our country is about and, and the sacrifices, because we do live in a dangerous world. I mean, honest to God, it's, it's a dangerous world. We don't want it to be a dangerous world, but... Somebody's going to be out there on the walls protecting us. But it's also a good time when, when you're talking about the suicides, it's a good time to remember that, hey, you know what? These people, these young men and women are also, um, are also victims of war. And, and to maybe where can we go to, to learn more about the suicide and what, what can we do to, to, to help suicide prevention? Well, I think, like I said, the, the post wants to start with our post. You know, we... You can go say we're going to do this whole thing in Craven County. You can't you can't start there. You, you always start at home. One person at a time. Mm-hmm. And yep. so we're starting with our post. We got over 300 members. The, there's members that do not know the other members. And I'm saying there's some knowledge out there. We need a we got a history buff right here. There there might be a history buff in our post that would be loved to share. Do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. And what's your website? Uh, it's post 24, so I'm not really good for it. With it. <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it to everybody, get it out there. But, you know, it would be a good opportunity if you are a veteran, you're listening, and people share a video. You know, we're going to be live on the, I mean, we'll be on a rebroadcast on the radio at 6 o'clock tonight. So uh, 96.3, you always want our good friend Henry Hinton. 96.3. Uh, of his station will rebroadcast the show. So there may be somebody out there in need. And that's why I'm going to kind of switch over to Garrett here because Garrett has been, uh, you know, he's a veteran. He's been very active in um, rehab and, you know, a lot of this. I was trying to pull up the website. Yeah. No, I got got a different one. Uh, A lot of the issues that you deal with (laughs) are are drug-related. I think this ties exactly back to what they're talking about. I mean, veterans come home and they hold everything inside, and then they don't feel that connection. You know, so the point of getting to know the members of the Legion and getting to know other veterans in the community, that's a great first place to start because there's so many things that they hold inside. And, you know, like getting out of the service, like you feel different than everybody else for a while. It takes a little while to be able to integrate or to – you know, feel like you're a part of the community again. But a lot of those things that people hold inside is what eats them away. When they don't feel like they're safe to talk about it or they feel like other people won't understand them, then, you know, it continues to erode and, 
and they deal with the consequences of that. Um, you know, some people turning to addiction, other people suffering, and other and uh, and and ultimately dying. You know, tragically because they didn't get that connection, they didn't get that support that they needed. So, starting with you know the connection of other veterans um, is extremely important. So they do have a Facebook page. I don't know that you have a website, but you've got um, you do have a Facebook page. Looks like there's a phone number, 631-5088. That's correct. So 252-631-5088. That's Post 24. If you call there and you need help or you just want to be part of the organization, mm-hmm. they'd really like to have you. Uh, their Facebook page, it looks like it is Amer- It's just American Legion Post 24. And we'll you also can, pull these information up at the end of the at show. The, at the end of the show, we're going to put it in. We'll get it up there for us. And... It'll give you uh, some more information. And Sabrina, they can call me anytime. Um, they can call the house. When I did Reach Across America, I had them call the house phone, so I have no problem with that. 252-637-6860. Have a recording. I'll get back to you that day. Awesome. All right, good. Hey, by the way, we can't forget that um, our own uh, our own producer, That's uh, right. Eric, Eric Queen, Queen is, our, is, is a veteran as well. And veteran he, Marine Corps. He was kind enough to drag these gentlemen out early in the morning <laughs> to be with us. So, now the VFW too. I'm sure you have a, a, a place where people can get in touch with you. Actually, our Facebook page has been uh, uh, very active. Uh, we find that if we uh, are active in the community and report those activities, uh, we get a lot of uh, uh, interest in in those. Uh, last month, we had close to seventeen thousand views on our awesome. on our in a Facebook, month in a month. Nice. Uh, that was primarily from the meals that we serve. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we advertise our meals and we use an ad. An ad runs about twelve dollars, an insignificant amount to promote the page. And then we get uh, uh, all kinds of uh, regular support material from Craven County Veterans Council. Gary Gillette is populating our post uh, page, uh, which is on Facebook. It's called Vet community vet community and as, so you go to face, facebook.com vet community and that's our page it's the 2514 page um, we support uh, all types of veterans uh, support uh, related materials and and actions and uh, we promote the uh, national vfw uh, on our page as well as the state and department and uh, the activities that we're involved in here in the in this community so it's a result of the promotion of uh, certain uh, uh, features uh, we we get a, a good a good viewing well as you should and it's just it's a resource out there for people and i think yes. it's really important and you you're there to talk about memorial day you're there to talk about veterans day and those other you know things that people and it's a, a social gathering as well i know both of you have sure because my father's been so excited to come out there as a matter of fact he'll be here june 3rd if y'all are going to have gatherings well and the, and the he whole needs he loves to get around and, and on july 4th uh our post uh, will uh either the veterans of foreign wars here in newburn will be 90 years old it was formed 90 years ago and uh, it was it was formed 1931 <laughs> Uh, formed when uh, the veterans from World War One came back, and they were promised a bonus, 
1931 that said you cannot get your bonus. We're not going to give it to you. Oh, we were and in the, a depression. And uh, <laughs> you think, you, yeah, we were in a depression, but do you think the veterans got anxious about it? And, and they uh, couldn't even get them a beer because it was still during Prohibition. <laughs> so, so what was happening is the VFWs were exploding all over the country, and here in Newburn, they came together together. Uh, and they're the citizens of Newburn still, many of the charter members. So, uh, Do on you jo- have any charter? No, I guess you wouldn't because what? they would be 90 years old. They wouldn't have joined when they were born. <laughs> well, uh, for an example. Uh, or maybe sons and fathers. A C- like CPA here in uh, Newburn, uh, Mr. Salem. Okay, yes. His, uh, his grandfather, Shikari Salem, a World War I veteran. Awesome. Uh, there's a Duffy. Uh, and that was a uh, distinguished uh, service uh, medal winner in uh, France in World War I. Uh, took out several machine gun nests and uh, has an uh, excellent record. But uh, we are going to have a 90th anniversary on the grounds on the Noose River. And we'll be serving hamburgers and hot dogs and uh, activities for kids and having a awesome. just a regular 4th of July event for for the community and we're just going to be celebrating a 90th anniversary and um, having as many uh, members i love to hear that well let, come let me ask enjoy this. that what what, are, what can we expect for events this weekend here in newburn um you know this is the funny thing my father yells at me all the time there's no memorial day parades you know up north that's very this know, is an outrage big, there's a big deal but i've been in newburn now 40 some years 40 plus years and never once have I seen a Memorial Day parade or a Veterans Day parade. Well, <laughs> I was a parade committee chairman in Yorktown, and we had a Fourth of July, but that started organically when uh-huh. one day. Uh, no Memorial Days in Yorktown? What's wrong with you well, guys up there? They have <laughs> a, just FYI, Yorktown is in Westchester. They <laughs> they have an October nineteenth victory over England uh, parade, hmm. <laughs> and they also have a Fourth of July parade. But that started when some veterans from the VFW uh, went to Yorktown to see the parade and there was no parade. So they went back to the post, got their flags, went back to the Victory Monument there in Yorktown, started at the Victory Monument, went down to the courthouse on the uh, on the waterfront. And they marched down there. By the time they got to the courthouse, they had 200, uh, close to 200 people in the uh, oh, organic God. parade that mm. just happened naturally. And so they decided there and they, community of Yorktown decided let's do the parade 4th right, of July right. well that and that's a that's a great thing but you know I, no parades that I'm aware of I don't know that there's even any ceremonies on Monday they're not gonna have the ceremony I'd, I'd, would you support oh, yes, they are. parade if we got it got the initiation for next year and got this started oh, I, I love a parade the national cemetery uh, I do I love a parade no national cemetery uh, based on national cemetery uh, guidelines uh, but the Memorial Day event is going to be held at the courthouse okay. at the steps. Uh, typically what happens is around 7 o'clock, uh, the flag is lowered. Yeah. At 12 o'clock, it's raised back up for Memorial Day. So 7. 7 o'clock, flag is lowered. A.M. or P.M.? 07. A.M. A.M., okay. 0700. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, military guy. And at 12 o'clock, there is going to be a ceremony at the courthouse for Memorial Day. Let me let me ask this um, transitioning over. So Garrett, you are you have um, you run a rehab house. Tell us a little bit about that, and tell us what you do for veterans. So it's a recovery residence uh, right over in James City. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's called Realize You. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Great name. 
Um, just started by a group of, you know, in, concerned citizens that realize there are a lot of people that are struggling in our community, both silently and, and, and not so silently with, with addiction. So uh, what we provide is a recovery residence. So we provide the housing, the community, and the support for individuals that are getting whatever kind of treatment they're, they're getting. A lot of individuals that have struggled with addiction, they'll go to a treatment center. They have very good care, very low stress environment, very low threat environment, uh, and, and a lot of support. And then they leave that to a very high threat environment and, and little support or no support. So we help provide that community. We have gentlemen that are living there. They're all in recovery, uh, supporting one another and, and having that safe uh, place to to live while they're working on themselves and working on their recovery. Do you have any scholarship programs for veterans or do you have deals for, for veterans? Yeah, that's our focus this, this year is, I don't is, know what yeah. do you call it. Our focus this year is uh, developing some scholarship funding so that we can support individuals. It's really important in our program that people are, you know, they have some skin in the game. They're, they're paying a, a bit of their own way, but we want to make it as affordable as possible and, and help individuals get in. So, uh, that that's our focus with the grants uh, this year is to get some scholarship funding. We did have some money from Craven County that'll go for another month. So if anybody wants if anybody wants to get in this month, we can cover your application fee and, and part of your first month. Um, that answer your question. And how can yeah? And how can yeah. people if if you're out Realize there? Realize two five two dot org. Uh, you can go to our website and, and find find information, and then find me on Facebook or, or find us on Facebook. Realize you two five two. So if you're out there struggling, veteran, I mean, we're talking about suicide. We're talking mm-hmm. about addiction a lot because yeah. a lot of times they, you know, you come back and I represent people who I represent military guys who come back and you know, th- this kind of, this kind of disturbs me. They, they'll, they'll come back and I have one particular person in mind and I'm not going to say his name because it's HIPAA violation. The lawyers have HIPAA. There's something like that. We're not supposed to talk about names. This guy comes back. Um, 100% disabled. He's got, you know, he saw some things or did some things or whatever that he was that humans hard, hard to process that are hard to process. So he gets back his his family breaks up. Uh, his his wife, you know, does the old uh, dear John while he's gone comes back. He's got a kid. She can't deal with him because he's because he is not the same guy who went away. Yeah. Now you get to you get to the you put him out in no 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 family structure. You put him out on the street. Where is he supposed to go? He gets picked up for trespassing. Get, he goes to places that are familiar. Picks up for trespassing. Ends up in jail for. Ends up in jail. That's not a place for mental health. Mm. You know, that's not a place at all for mental health. Uh, gets another thing. Ends up in jail. Then, then uh, he wants to see his daughter because somewhere deep, you know, not somewhere deep down inside, on the surface, he's a dad. He wants to see his daughter. Gets to the courts. Gets to the courts, and they go, "Why don't you go get a job?" Why don't you go get a job? Why don't you pay your child support? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that that any regular person should be doing? Hey, guys, these aren't regular people anymore. These are people who went out and sacrificed for the country. They're carrying the burden for the rest of their life. They went out while you guys were all living like normal people. They went out and did the stuff, the horrible stuff Mm -hmm. that that makes it possible for you to live like normal people. So I'd like to see, and I don't, don't, maybe this is the next thing to do, but – you get to court, and the last thing I want to hear from anybody in that judicial system is, well, why don't you just get a job and act like a normal person? Because, quite frankly— While you were back here being a normal person, I was doing things that I'll now have to carry with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, they can't—normal person. They're a person who cared enough to go out and, and volunteer, yep. not get conscripted or get shanghaied and get whatever, but, but volunteered for their country. And, and the, the understanding out there is not such in our judicial system, in our, mm-hmm. in our legal system, that 
hey, look, you broke it, you bought it. You broke it, you bought it. Help fix it. And, and the, Sorry, that's my two cents worth because yeah. that just happened a couple of weeks ago. There's what I'm saying, that the Legion needs to come in. The, the, the program won't pick it up to help him. So he's in this state. And that's where they got to come to the Legion and say, help this man out so he can get there. Mm-hmm. Because it, it doesn't fall in the cracks. It doesn't fall in this organization will pay for that. Box, you know? so, <laughs> so it's out of the box. And we're coming to, we're coming to the Legion and we're saying, help this guy. It, he, doesn't, he doesn't go in any other category. Help him. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do as veterans of the American Legion. We need to help. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing that goes along, and you guys are – you know, there's 200 years of uh, wisdom in here, but look, we've gone we've gone through probably the longest period. Of, you know, Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan, very bad. But we've gone through one of the longest periods in American history where we have essentially no world wars. We've never, it's aside from 9/11, and we'll talk about that. We haven't had an attack here. But guess what? That doesn't mean that this is the that that doesn't mean that this is the status quo. The status quo is that there are big wars all the time. And if anybody believes that it's not coming, it's not coming, then you don't know your history. And we have to I mean, we have to recognize that you said, you know, Memorial Day is a social thing. Well, it is what you can't have society without the root word social. Get out there and be social. Understand that this can be. It, it can be your relatives in the past. It can be your ancestors, but it's also going to be your kids. It's yep. also going to be grandchildren. Your, your grandchildren. And, and we have to understand as a society, this is very important to us, and this day is very important to us. And go out and be social about it. Be, talk about it. Normalize it because this is what we are founded on, Tons Tavern. We got there and we said, we're sick of this. Let's get our rights. And we went out and we got our rights. Mm. But a lot of people paid the price, and they will pay the price in the future. Well, again, freedom is freedom is not free, and it just warms me that this day and time, people do thank you for your service. I lived through that Vietnam era where they came home and nobody wanted to talk to them. They it was not a good deal. Sure. It was just not a good deal. Exactly. And oh, they were spitting on them. It was terrible. I mean, you know, the whole Aquarius and dawning the day of Aquarius. It is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> you know, I just I think about all of that. And I'm yeah. like, oh my, I shake my head. Aquarius. I told a couple of friends that I've been in Vietnam and they wouldn't see me anymore, so I quit telling them. Yeah, I, you know, and I, it was just a bad time. I withdrew from ever owning the fact that I served there. But it's so heartwarming now, you know, to be in an airport and see a group of military men and people start clapping or, you know, you go someplace and they'll see a hat. My father can't go anywhere in this community because he wears his purple hard hat all the time. And they'll say, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. And it warms his heart, you know, and it warms my heart. And with everything that's going on in our country today, we cannot forget the sacrifice of our men in uniform, whether they're it's a military uniform or police uniform or EMT uniform. Absolutely. We cannot forget their sacrifice because they do the job that most of us don't want to do. You know, I mean, I, I think about it and, you know, I had high school friends that were, you know, being drafted. And, you know, now that I'm a mother, I had a son. I didn't want my son. I, I mean, I don't know that I could have let my son go. I don't know how my grandmother did it. You know, she had her three sons go to war. Mm. Her husband, my, my grandfather, you know, left, you know, a woman with four children and <laughs> went somewhere that she didn't even know where he was at because he couldn't tell her. He was in the Pacific somewhere in the Navy. And, you know, I, I just can't imagine that. And yet 
I'm so thankful for the men and women that every day sign their name on that dotted line and go through the training and are out there defending our borders and defending us in other countries. And it, it is a true sacrifice. It's a sacrifice personally, but to their families. When you think about, you know, leaving children and loved ones and being away from them and how it disrupts the family life, and then they come back and they have to deal with issues right. like you're talking well, a different about. Well, you know, a different version of them comes back. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'm so thankful, and I'm glad I, I hear today in the sense that people respect that. But yet I see that other side of the fence, too, and I don't like it either. And I'm... Personal, my personal say, don't cancel me now, everybody. So, <laughs> you know, that, that is the way I feel. I will always feel like that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful to live in a country that is free, and we are free. And we are free because somebody paid that price. Well, I think a that's where we owe that It's not a somebody, it's yeah. somebody's. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if we, have, if we have any listeners, you know, call in, and, and if we have some special shout-outs, people want people want to remember their special people, that would yeah. be great. Uh, give, me, give us another. I, I, look, this might be boring to some people, but I, <laughs> I, love, I love history, and I love it when I got a big, juicy history brain around. And he's one of the best. <laughs> I, I love it when we have – I mean, honestly – our, you know, the African-Americans have a, have a lot better tradition of this than we do. It's a spoken oral history. And if you want to learn about the, the great fire of Duffy Field, you go and it's passed down from person to person to person. And, you know, today's day and age, we, we don't get a chance to have that oral history. So, you know, historize. <laughs> well, let's uh, uh, offer up the African-American there in Charleston, South Carolina, 1865. The war is almost over. It's like January, February. And there are Union troops who were held prisoner by the Confederates. They would die in prison camp. There is the claim by the, uh, by the blacks there who uh, held a memorial for those uh, Union veterans. There's about 200 Union veterans who passed away, and the blacks uh, in the community held a memorial service. They claim to also have one of the first Memorial Day events. So the blacks who uh, actually suffered almost 800,000 casualties in the war are a forgotten element in this uh, event for Memorial Day. Um, Professor James Downs of Connecticut University claims that uh, as the blacks left the plantations and were forced off the plantations, um, they would die from starvation, smallpox, and uh, yellow fever, any kind of disease, uh, malnutrition, and uh, exposure to cold and elements. And there is uh, this is an unreported uh, part of history that is tragic that so many blacks would pass away in this Civil War. We talk about the American soldier, but the blacks who were caught up in this whirlwind of uh, tragedy have become an untold story, and we must tell Well, not them. only did they have to fight the enemy, they had to fight, their, sure. they had to fight the system, they had to fight for equality in, the, in a system yeah. that was fighting them actively, and then it's like, all right, there, there's the enemy up there who's trying to, uh, who's trying to you know, enslave you for whatever, maintain slavery, go get them. But uh, we're going to segregate you over there and probably give you the worst food that we have, probably give you <laughs> shoes that don't fit, and probably give you tents that leak all the time. So uh, good luck, guys. You know, and, and that is doubling down. That, that is doubling down. And, I, you know, I, 
I don't know if this is politically correct, but I when I have when I have a young black man who come into my office, I just tell him I couldn't make it. I could not make it as a black man. I wouldn't. I'm not strong enough. I just couldn't. I'm not resilient enough with for to deal with it on a daily basis. And so you did you know. a pretty good job for 90 days. Well, some people earn their black. Some people are born black. And other people earn it. I'm talking about his prison stint. <laughs> I call it a sabbatical. It was a sabbatical. Notorious B in the sabbatical. Well, um, I did do a good job. My mother always told me from day one, life is not fair. No, amen. My mother always told me from day one, shut up. Your mouth's going to get you in trouble. Uh, life isn't fair. It's what you make it. And it... it mm. you, the people rise up and you get it done. I mean, uh, my mother and father divorced. I could have been one way or the other, but she looked me right in the face and she said, life's not fair. Do something about it. Yeah, and that, that is so true. So Bobby, is a lot of this history, are they recording some of these oral histories somewhere, you know, through the military, through the government, through VFWs? Because I think it is important, just like my daddy, he's saying all this stuff and I really, I'm gonna get a recorder because the only thing it is so emotional for him, I don't, want to upset him, but I think it's important that we record or we have some record of it. Uh, yes, the Smithsonian has projects uh, for different eras for Korea and Vietnam, and they are recording those experiences today. So um, there are a lot of other historical societies who are recording uh, those events. I need to now, find out about that and really get it down. I would hate to lose it. And the era of social um, media over the uh, internet uh, for an example the unit that i was in the 6924th in da nang uh, we located uh, close to two or three thousand members that had been there over a period of several years we got there in 1961 and welcomed the marines aboard there in, in 1965 on red red beach with some beers <laughs> Hold on, what, the Army really was there the, first? The real, the no, real it, part of the war it, didn't start in, until, Intel. What, oh, in, oh, all right. Yeah, Intel. <laughs> Where did the real part of that war, God, 61, I didn't realize it was so early, but the real part of that war didn't start till about 68, right? Correct. Well, actually, it was before 68, about okay. 65, when uh, things uh, heated up in 65. Right. Uh, so, I guess it was forever Tet, over there. Tet was uh, 68. And, Maybe that's why I remember uh, that. that. I was uh, in a cushy assignment in Germany and Darmstadt and traveling all over and uh, one of my pals came in from um, Vietnam he was in a flight suit and I said boy you look sharp and he said well I'm here recruiting some volunteers we're a top secret mission we're looking for people to fly uh, this particular mission and uh, I said and he told me that uh, you are in charge of the mission not the pilot not the navigator you are we're locating North Vietnamese regimental units, and we're calling in B-52 strikes on them. Mm. And so I went down to volunteer, and my pal, Louis, uh, uh, got the uh, orders for it, and he was married. And he told me the next morning that, I, that he had gotten orders. I said, you got my orders. I got orders for, Viet for Da Nang. And uh, I didn't get the flying assignments, he did. And that's that's the uh, young man from uh, who uh, lost his life in Laos on a mission that uh, went down. Seven uh, other other men went with him, so seven other veterans. Well, uh, we just again we have no idea, and, and that's we really do. And yeah. 
most people who want to complain or fuss about our military or anything else have no idea. They really don't. And, and that's one of the things. Drives like, me nuts. Every <laughs> once in a while in our every once in a while in our country, your dad your dad had no choice. The people in, in World War II definitely had no choice. The people in World War One definitely had no choice. The people in Vietnam definitely had no choice. And you know, we were talking about right now people do have choices. And so I guess as the youngest person in the room, uh, what made you go in the military? <laughs> but you're old enough yeah. that you can start out the sentence with, back in my day, yeah. I think you've earned that. A couple of reasons. Started out. Yeah. Back so in back day. in my day, in, uh, <laughs> let's see, mid, mid-90s, um, when I was in high school and thinking about what I wanted to do, uh, one thing that always caught my attention, uh, I was just aware of it, was anytime I talked to somebody that had served in the military, whether it was World War II, you know, Korea, uh, Vietnam, no matter how old they were, when they saw me wearing a military T-shirt, they wanted to come up and talk to me. And the memories that they shared were some of the most vivid memories that they had. They probably couldn't remember where they went for vacation the year before, but they could tell me everything that happened for those years in service. And I knew I didn't really understand what was so you know fundamental and transformational about that experience, but only one way to find out was to serve. So I thought I was going to do four years in the Marine Corps, and I don't know, 17 years later, I ended up retiring from the Marines here in Cherry Point. So, so that guy, I mean... When, but did it, but it's actually, a, it's when did you actually, you know, enlist? In uh, 99. So, no, so prior to, to 9-11. That's right, yeah. Because, of course, we saw the big surge after 9-11, people mm-hmm. just realizing that, you know, we need to defend our country and yeah. how important it was to serve. But how, how do we, you know, how do we talk to our kids about stuff? I mean, they're like, hey, we got a three-day weekend. We got a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's blah, 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 blah. How do you talk to kids? I mean, you had kids. Did you talk to your kids about this sort of thing? You know, I, I just didn't. It's just really weird, you know, again, with my dad being in the house, I guess I was one of those, you know, mothers, I I wanted to protect my children, you know, Mm. they didn't have to go, so I didn't want them to go, you know, now, had had something happened like a Vietnam or something that they had to go, I don't, I just don't know what I would have done. I guess they would have gone because that's what my country said they had to do, Mm. but... You know, as a mother, you could teach them to speak Canadian. Yeah, yeah. you know, no, you know that I'll never understand. But I wasn't I in agree. those shoes. I did not walk in those shoes. Yeah. The, and you know, as a mother, you just don't ever want your children to be harmed. I mean, it's a natural the, reaction. The teaching begins in school. It mm. does, and they're not. I teaching. had wonderful <laughs> teachers who taught history, and my love of history became uh, what they were telling me, and they just did a masterful job of explaining American history and the commitment, the Constitution, the form of government we experience, the purpose of being in a society, and it comes in the in the in the training and they used to call that civics and we mm-hmm. i mean and even government. i remember i don't know if they call yeah. it, i don't know if they teach civics anymore but they the purpose of being in the society that's that's the key here we we don't i don't think we teach that nobody knows why we're in a society it's for another video game no it's not is it for a, is <laughs> sure. it so you can watch youtube no what what's the purpose of being in a society and at the at the bottom at the bottom We've, I think we've gotten away because everybody wants to rewrite history over here. Everybody wants to rewrite history over here. The purpose of our country really hasn't, since 9-11, and, and you know, it took a tragedy like that to go, oh, the purpose of our country, let's drop our walls in the Afghan, you know, the Afghan war. But it seems to me that we have to, it takes a huge tragedy to make us remember what the purpose of our society is. Maybe we can give them a little spoonfuls every, every day, or no, every other day. 
about what the purpose of being in a society is. And maybe uh, something we're saying here today can spark someone to go, hey, kid, you know, what's that's it all about? Responsibility you know, that we have. I mean, and, and that's what this weekend is all about is that right. there's a lot of people that put on the uniform and they never got to come back and enjoy the country that they helped create and that they helped save. So it's, a, it's our responsibility to to enjoy that, to take advantage of the opportunities that we have and to serve others to help try and make this country bigger, bigger and better from from the, from our perspective, from our home soil. Well, that's that's great. You know, a great point. And we do see a lot of young people taking that track, mm -hmm. either through high school and getting into the junior ROTC or through college and great realizing programs. that it, there are great programs. And, you know, colleges provide where you can go into OCS when you, um, you know, get out of college. And I just see a lot of our very bright young people taking that path. And I have a lot of respect for that. I really do. Um, a lot. It helps some of them with their college education because there's some benefit to going to school and getting paid for it and or going into the military, mm -hmm. you know, out of high school. It's just a, a good way for them. The, the military today is offering young women that has never been offered before. Uh, if you have the opportunity, talk to E.T. Mitchell, what she went through trying to be in the Navy. Navy versus, intelligence. I was versus, versus what a girl can do today. A girl can go in a submarine today. She never, she couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So we got bright, young women minds and put them to work. The government needs those. Yeah. We, we need the young, bright minds in the service. And, and I see, you know, stepping up. But again, um, you know, it is a time of relative peace. I'm going to say that now because at any minute the light, can, the switch can come on. Um, so it's easier for people to join. I would be curious to see if it was if the draft was ever instituted again because I remember how bad that was during the Vietnam War, and you would like hold your breath to see what your draft yeah, number. I, was. I was drafted. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a terrible to, experience to see what your draft number was. And I remember, you know, having high school friends, and you know, we course no cell phones back there and you you were on that you had a string saying, and a can what's your number what's your number did you get your number what was your number where are you at you know and those were really trying times when you think about it and um you know steve we go through cards and he still has his draft card you know he's does he really up. yeah he still has his draft card i mean when you turned 18 you had to get a draft card that was just part of the process now he's got it he, he just was at the tail end so he's never called so lee there you go you can call him yeah, so he, he turned hey, Steve. he turned eighteen and Steve Bengal. Yeah, this is really draft board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your numbers be cold. But you still, you know, you had to Let's prank you know. call him right now. Prank yeah. call him, tell him his number. Prank call Steve and tell him his number's been called. Do you know his number? Yeah. We're calling him up. Come on, let's do it. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. You know, all young men back there, that was just that was, you know, like you got a driver's license, you got your draft card, you know? Yeah. I mean it was what what it, what yeah. it was. In nineteen sixty Five, they were drafting Marines. They were going in as draftees into the Marines that in 1965. I, I was in Richmond in the induction center, and uh, the guys were s saying, okay, you're going to go in the Army, you're going to go in the Marines. They were <laughs> they looking were at the big, strong, strapping guys going, you're going to the Marines, right? <laughs> yeah, they had the— uh, It's like, oh, no, no, you're in the Army. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you, all right, Navy, Navy. Let's let's somewhat tie this up, and wrap up. We got about four minutes left here, but let's again remind everybody about um, a couple of things: the services that are provided. They can contact um, American Legion Post Twenty Four if you 
if you need to talk to somebody. They, they, can, one. they, they can call my house anytime, right. 252-637-6860. We want to help that agency that can't help that person. They're in that, what did you call them, a, a time zone? They're in, that, they're in that area, and they need help. Right. And That's, if they want to get involved in the organization, BFW, I know that you offer transportation and other things, especially to disabled veterans, and you have a lot of services that you provide right. as well. Uh, we're doing poppies this weekend to help uh, veterans relief programs, and certainly the program I heard today about uh, PTSD and struggling veterans, suicide potential, uh, we want to address that, and we are working towards uh, handing out poppies, a memorial uh, uh, flower to make sure that uh, the citizens of the community are, are involved in that. And uh, you can reach us at vfw2514.org or either our Facebook page at Vet Community. And uh, we're here to try to help out veterans. So if the, there's a veteran's cause that you need to promote and we can help you out Get up with us and see what we can do. Where are they going to be selling those poppies at? Uh, this weekend, we have a program with Ace Hardware. Okay. Uh, we're handing out uh, uh, flags at Ace Hardware in, um, up there in Thurman, and we're uh, also doing tractor supply. Okay. Two of my favorite places. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. I'm just saying if people want to get out there and – Donate some money and and get a poppy. I, they used to be at Walmart. Are you not out? The, you know, I always see the somebody out at Walmart. Well, Walmart. Those are Hari Krishnas yeah. handing yeah, out the flowers. Out <laughs> uh, we've done Walmart before, and uh, it's it wasn't right this time. A little okay. smaller environment. We oh, could I do understand. it a little easier. Yeah, um, and, yeah, we're all coming. We're all coming out of it. And Garrett, if you'd like to tell, remind us about your stuff, but you have to preface it with "Back in my day." Please. Back in my day, we, <laughs> we got together and we started this organization. So realizeu252.org, uh, or you can find us on Facebook. If you or anybody you know has been struggling with addiction and seeking long-term recovery from addiction, please reach out. If we can't help you, we'll point you in the right direction to find a resource. And lastly, I want to read this quote or a part of it from John Adams. It's a great reminder and something to think about for this weekend. It says. Posterity, you'll never know how much it costs this present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good use of it. Uh, uh, so true. So true. And, you know, I started out the show, and I'm going to just repeat it again because it is so true. So Armed Forces Day is about wearing the uniform. Uh, Veterans Day is about hanging up the uniform. But Memorial Day is for those who never got out of the uniform. I love it, so, Sabrina. So let's remember that. Let's let's honor honor those who paid the ultimate price, and if you know a veteran in need, we've got these two fine gentlemen here who you can reach out to them. Go ahead, last last word. <laughs> uh, remember, they're forever young. Yes, yes. Oh, now you're gonna have me singing that all day. <laughs> <laughs> they are forever young. You're absolutely right. Um, I do want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, it's a beautiful day out. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend, but with a little bit of remembrance about really what it's all about. I know we're going to enjoy our day off on Monday. A lot of Are us. you actually taking a day off? I am. I'm going You're to doing take, nothing. I'm going to tomorrow, starting tomorrow, not today, but starting tomorrow. Are you going camping? I'm going to try to rest a little bit. It's been a, a really exciting week. 
Shout out to all my uh, the East Coast Pepsi collectors are in town. We had a big day yesterday and uh, at dinner and uh, celebration at the Pepsi store. So it was great to have them in town. And just seems to be a lot of people walking around. So it's been a busy week. Had a meeting on Tuesday night. We you guys are still doing that? We're doing that. We officially passed yeah. the budget. Oh, There's budget. Money starting July 1. You just put and, Garrett to sleep. Yeah, other things. But uh, we'll talk about that more next week. No, I do, I'm going to miss I do want to thank you all. God bless America and God bless you know, all those who serve and to protect us. So what are we going to do, Lee? I have no idea. We're oh, going to see, see on, on the, the sidewalks, sidewalks everybody. Thank you. Okay. Have a great weekend. Thank and we'll you. see you next week.